This is the Ask Level Podcast, your go-to source for Texas Tech and sports. Brought to you by Double T 97.3. Welcome into Ask Level, the podcast, episode number four, alongside Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. We are on the other side of the first loss for Texas Tech football this season. First one of these we've done level since Texas Tech has uh, lost a football game in the Joey McGuire era. Uh, so we'll we'll talk about that. Of course, look forward to a big game, the conference opener, maybe the last time the Texas Longhorns come to town as a conference opponent. So plenty to get into from that standpoint. How you doing after a uh, a trip to Raleigh? Yeah, I mean, it's... It, um... You know, the tough game. Uh, I, I think we expected that though. I think anybody that, you know, you, cause it, that's the NC State's best pro or team, I should say. And I don't know, in the last 20 ish years, I think that there's a Since ton the of last ex- time you faced them. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I mean, this is what they have a lot of expectations on them. I think that they've, you know, the, the environment was, uh, better than advertised even. I mean, I thought the environment and the atmosphere was incredible. I agree. But they did an unbelievable job. I think it was hostile. It was what college football is, and it was not easy to play in. And and I think we we understood that. And NC State had a lot to do with that, but their crowd had a lot to do with it. But yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I think the game was frustrating for many fans because I think you felt like, man, you you had a chance here, but. You know, NC State had had some things to do with that too. That that is, you know, and, and you you were right there, choice with me last week when we were sitting with uh, Coach Kitley mm-hmm. on Joey's show, and he he said, "I think this may be the best defense we face all season." I don't think he's pinning himself down there and saying that it yep. is, but I think he knew what he was getting into, and you know, they were ready for the challenge and all that, and you knew it was going to be hard because um, they don't. They don't give up many rushing yards. They play a very unique scheme. And here's the here's the scariest part, I think, for Zach and everybody on offense, was that they had 10 starters back from last year. And I think there's 10 guys on that team that are 23 years old or older on their defense. And so this was a lot of continuity and just guys knowing what they were supposed to be doing and all that. And, and you had a hard time against it, uh, bottom line. I think you, you, you landed some punches, too, but – uh, you made some mistakes that you just can't make. And I think we had said as many times as we could on every platform that we've got last week, you'll be fine if you don't turn it over. If you don't turn it over, you're going to have a chance to win this game. And yeah. you go turn it over four times, you know, it's just it's not going to go well. Um, and, and it didn't because you're just not good enough. I don't care who's playing quarterback. You're not good enough to – go turn it over a bunch and, and have it, have it in super well for you. So, uh, but you know, Hey, uh, I, I, as long as you've got either Houston or NC state, I consider this a successful non-conference season because I mean, the, one of the first shows that we did, we were just worried that, I mean, there's a chance you could be, you know, one and two headed. Heading home to face Texas, and, and you're in your two and one, which is uh, very different, and and all that. And I, I know Houston didn't play well over the weekend uh, versus Kansas, but uh, but that that's not my problem anymore. So anyway, yeah, I don't know which way you want to go with this thing, but uh, I'll I'll let you kind of steer this ship 
uh, however you want to. Well, there's there's several different directions stuff to to break down. Uh, was there anything you expected from the Red Raiders that you didn't get in the game uh, against NC State, whether that be uh, a yardage or play from a certain player? I mean, was there anything that that surprised you kind of in a negative way? I don't guess so. I mean, did, did I be more specific, I guess. Is there somebody you're asking about personally? No, because no. I, I, knew, I knew it was going to be really hard to run the ball against these guys. Which, okay. Yeah, it was. And, and, and your offensive line was missing Weston Wright, who was just a solid starter for you. And I'm not saying that he fixes everything. But you get into your depth a little bit. And so Jacoby Jackson and Landon Peterson were the two starting guards. Um. Because that th- this is a, a three-three stack defensive scheme that Tony Gibson runs, and he he did a great job at West Virginia, and it's very confusing. That's the whole point of it. It they make it look like you're gonna yeah. have this available to you, and then it's just gone. You know, then and I think it looks like it's a light box in football terms, and so you can run it easily. Right. And their safeties are so involved in coming downhill that they play the run so well, you know, that um, it's just, you know, what you see kind of in some ways is a mirage. Yeah. And and, yeah, it it appeared that we saw Donovan do that several times, check out and and go to a run over and over because it looked like a light box. And then last second, you see those safeties crashing hard and, and just like coach Kitley said last week and the coaches show is, is you're going to see them over and over, minus two, minus one, zero yards. And then occasionally you can bust one. But unfortunately for Tech, it ne- you never really busted a big run. You got a couple of runs that were decent, but you never were able to, to make them pay for for crashing the line so hard. Yeah, and, and was I expecting Donovan to come out and light it up? Not necessarily. I mean, you hope that he would have avoided some of those mistakes. And, and really, I guess the, the the main one is the is that fourth and one. I think it was fourth and one or fourth and two. But you you, you know he throws the pick six, and you, you'd like to try to run the ball. But if he also he instead of throwing it underneath, if he throws it over the top, yep, it's a touchdown. And this yep. is this is part of a a young quarterback. And I think there's going to be more rocky patches. That's just part of the, you know, the process of, of growing a quarterback up and mm-hmm. him seeing all the different things. And, and again, you know, I, I say to you that NC State, I think, is one of the best defenses you'll face all season. Maybe, maybe if, if not the best, but you're going to still see really good defenses here. I mean, I think what, uh, really the next two are going to be more than salty, uh, with Texas and obviously with Kansas State. Um, and, and Oklahoma State's kind of a mixed bag to this point, although they were extremely good last year. So it's not like it's going to get easier, but it's just, you know, it's scary going against an older group that has that much continuity. Mm. And they scrambled his eggs a little bit, and it, and it cost you. Um, but I, I can't, you know, but I wasn't expecting him to go in and throw for four touchdowns and you know, 300 yards and no interceptions either necessarily. I mean, that, that, but I would have taken it. Trust me. You know, I would have taken it, but, uh, but I, 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 I will say this too, not in a negative way. Actually, this is a more positive way. I was really, I thought your defense played extremely well. 
against NC State. I thought that that's a draft pick playing quarterback over there. Yeah. And he, he only throws for 200 and, well, excuse me, hold on, 121 yards. Yeah, I was looking at Donovan's numbers. 121 yards, and he doesn't throw any touchdown passes. In fact, I think uh, a couple other players threw. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, Thayer Thomas threw the one trick play Thayer touchdown did. pass. But, yeah, so – I, I thought I thought you did you did well. You landed some punches there. I thought Tyree Wilson was if if you get this version of Tyree Wilson, you, you're gonna you're gonna have some serious success on on defense all season. And I you know, yeah. yeah. And the whole injury to Bryce Ramirez. We'll talk about the personal part of it uh, here in a second. But the the football part of it. Well, you know what? Maybe I should reverse that because I don't want to be insensitive at all. Because that is a young man. That is, it smiles all the time. He's extremely well liked. He has earned and grinded for everything he has gotten from walk on to earning a scholarship to making his first start, uh, you know, against NC State. And I think they were thrilled when they got him back. And I think a lot of the fan base has kind of seen his name mentioned and, and wasn't really sure how important he was. But even in the spring, all we were told was, this guy is maybe our best blitzer. He's our third down specialist. He's, but he just kept getting better and better and better. And to see that happen was just, it, it sucks, man. And it's like your heart goes out. I hope he's okay. I think that he will be okay. He's already sent some things out to via social media, thanking everybody for the thoughts and prayers and, and all that. He's still going to be in. North Carolina for a couple of days, I think, uh, early this week and before he's allowed to come back. But I just, life's not fair sometimes, man. And I know we're talking football here, but that, that just sucked. I mean, and it was, it was scary. I think just to be honest, it was very scary. (laughs) His injury and, and the, the, the immediate, concern because I think the, 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 the first concern you have when an injury like that happens is an infection. And that's the scariest part, not the whatever break or ligament or whatever. It's the, it's the, the infection concern and that, that it can be very, very serious. And I'm not trying to overstate it at all, but I think there was, thankfully he had so many top professional folks right there on top sure. of him and helping him in, in a medical facility uh, very nearby. Uh, I believe he was taken to Wake Forest, I think, uh, as we found out way after the game was over. But uh, but he started his first game. He was playing really good football, man, and now yeah. you're without him. And so you're going to get into some more depth there. But I just thought back to the football part, um, you know, I hope that that, you know, you know, and you know, Muddy went down for a bit. Rabbit went down for a bit. I think they came back, but um, anyway. So I thought defense overall played pretty a pretty darn good game. Choice. Yeah, I agree. I, I think your defense put you in a position to win this game. Um, kept the number sixteen team to two hundred fifty yards or less than two hundred fifty yards of offense on their home field in a hostile environment. Um, that, that defense. I think they level – you can tell me if you agree with this or not, but I think the defense has has proven to you that through three games that they are a really, really good unit uh, that can 
win football games for you this year. We, we've seen games in the past, a couple last couple of seasons where they've they've done enough to win football games for you, but it feels like this unit can actually lead this team. Yeah, well, and, and they kind of I, – I don't know if they're necessarily going to be able to win you games. I, I would I would maybe change the phrasing to they're going to keep you in every game or most okay. games. Um, but because at some point I think yeah, I felt like watching the game against NC State, okay, they, they may have to score for you here. They may, they like may need to, you know, put some points on the board for you via a strip sack or a scoop and score or a pick six or something like that, but – that's what that that's the beauty of NC State though is see they just don't beat themselves. It's kind of boring. It's methodical. They're, they're not super flashy in many ways, but they're boringly good. I said that on the broadcast, and they they take off they they take on the personality of their head coach, who's just really even keel and almost kind of boring. Not a lot of juice, not a lot of this or that, but they just don't beat themselves. And Devin Leary certainly doesn't beat himself. I mean he's. Now, I think it's like 41 touchdowns and five interceptions, I think, in the last season plus of play for him. Mm-hmm. And so they just don't – they don't make their – you know, and that's where Tech isn't – they're not there yet. You know, yeah. they're not – you know, and, and like we can go through some of those turnovers, but like the, the first one, you know, Drew Hocutt's got to – he's got to field that. He's got to catch it cleanly. Yeah. But I do think it's fair to wonder why it was all, the, the the scrum was allowed to, and the wrestle match was allowed to go on for as long as it did. But clear again, recovery you, is supposed to be right. viewable. I mean, and it yeah. looked like a pretty clear recovery. But and again, though, if you feel yeah, it cleanly, it. if you feel it cleanly, we're not having this conversation. Right. I thought, yep. I thought the play before the fourth down, maybe. Uh, I thought to end the third quarter. I think, or, or the the one play where Jer- Jerron Bradley catches the ball on a third down, you yeah. end up with the four, uh, end up with a fourth down. It, he caught the ball that should have been reviewed. It wasn't, but you know the, these are, you know the, these are things that you just have to. It, it overcome did feel like and, it felt like every you know question in a call, except for maybe the the sideline play with Donovan Smith. It seemed like almost every single play that was in question went the way of the home team, but that's usually just life on the road too. Yeah. 50, 50, 50. Yeah. yeah, type, 50, type 50 yeah. Toss up. Yeah. But you know, again, you, you've got to be better than that. And I think yeah. that's what, that's what Joey talked to me about after the game is that, and it really going into halftime too, is just like, this is a, con- we just continue to, to shoot ourselves in the foot with self-inflicted, you know, two of uh, two of twelve on third downs yeah. is a problem. Big problem. Uh, not being able to run it against that group consistently was a problem, and I think that has to do a lot with NC State's front and their defense, sure. and you just being you know young up front on the offensive line and inexperienced. I mean, that's a, it was just a bad combo. You you broke off a couple and, and got some things done in the second quarter, and I think uh, in the even in the third, but. It's just consistently enough, and that's not helping Donovan Smith either. You yeah. know that 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 also that aspect is not is not helping him because he's not just your prototype drop back, go through it. I'm gonna just carve people up, guy. Yet, I mean, that's and I don't know if he ever will be. Yeah, and I, and I think people have already forgotten that this isn't the quarterback that the OC or the head coach chose. You know, I mean, I think people. It's just Fair. funny how how fans. They've already so many people felt like Donovan was getting hosed when Tyler Shuck was named the starter, and now everybody's <laughs> like, 
what's the deal with Baron, man? Like, yeah. why, why are we not seeing more Baron Morton? This, this that, is just, yeah, this is just the sport, man. It's hard. Yeah, we got a lot of questions in for for the Ask Level podcast this week. A good chunk of them have to do with exactly that. Is Morton being considered a starter? Uh, Stewart asked the same thing. Is Would you rather see Morton going through these mistakes since he might be the quarterback of the future? There's lots of questions like that. Well, so- and, and I think it's – it, it's interesting. There, there's a lot to digest just in that, the way you phrase that question because Donovan is still a really young quarterback. He's a sophomore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he is a young quarterback and he's going through mistakes. So are we, are we willing to admit that Barron would be going through some rough patches as well? And maybe he wouldn't. I don't know. And maybe that's what people are betting on. But if, if you just, if you just keep moving on to the next guy, what if they all end up yeah. having these struggles? And then it's like, do you go back to somebody? It's just, a, and you, as a coach, I just don't think you can do that. You can go, you can only go off of what you've seen in practices. And, and I think Barron's done enough to where they're going to kind of continue to get him. I thought it was an interesting tell that they put him in at the end of the game when the game technically wasn't over yet. Yeah. And, and I, I say that because if, if you lead a touchdown drive and then you have an onside kick and recover it, I mean, you're in a position to, uh, to try to win. And so, but the, you know, Baron got those, you know, those snaps and those reps. And I think they're trying to keep him engaged. I think they're trying to give him some experience so you can check off the box. I mean, he has seen uh, what it's like in a sold out crowd on the road now and taking snaps that were still somewhat meaningful. Sure. Okay. But I, I just am not ready to, to toss out Donovan Smith, uh, you know, because he, he won you the game last week. Now, plenty of mistakes in that game as well, but, uh, that's just, that's just going to be part of this deal. And and I just don't think people have grasped how young you are on offense in general, you know, um, at wide out and on the O line and at quarterback, you're, and, and I guess technically at tight end too. Everywhere, you're, yeah. you're just pretty young all across the board and it's the opposite of your defense which is a really old group, an experienced group. And so that comes with certain things. And I'm not, I'm not trying to make excuses for the offense. Again, Zach Kittley would be the first one to tell you, we've got to play better. I've got to call plays better. Uh, Donovan's got to execute better, and that's on me. And Joey takes the blame for that as well. But you, you're just crazy if you don't understand that that's going to be, there's going to be some inconsistency on that side of the ball because of how young they are. Another question from Lisa Along those same lines, level, how concerned are you with all of the offensive mistakes and the number of turnovers in the last couple of games? Well, I'm okay if if you if you if you just struggle and you're just kind of beating your head against the wall. That's to be expected against a really good defense and all that. The one thing you can't do is though continue with the turnovers. You you, you just can't. You know, with the muffed punt and the, and the pick six and because the, these two in particular, they just gifted NC state points. Like that game is completely different. If you, if you feel that punt, because instead you give it to them on what was it like the five yard line or the 10 yeah. yard line choice and, and you gift them, you know, points on the board at the time. And then if you either can make a field goal or convert that fourth down and end up with any kind of points at all, the game is completely different at that point. Sure. But instead, 
not only do you not get points, they get them, and it's just like you're just not good enough to to overcome those things. But it's a concern, and I think uh, you know the the, the penalties. I, I think uh, I'm trying to find here at my sheet here to make sure. Yeah, you had you had. I mean, you had fewer penalties than than NC State did. Seven penalties for 69 yards, but that's still just a bit too many. And you've got to be you've got to be a bit cleaner than that. And that's what Joey talked about is just like just can, continuing to kick yourself. Uh, you know, again, because football, it's like it's no different than the other sport. So many times, it's really about who screws up the least. It's not about <laughs> yeah. the plays you make. It's about who makes the fewest mistakes. Yeah, and I feel like that's what's been frustrating really the last couple of weeks. And we heard Coach Kitley say it should have been a blowout last week. If we would have done our jobs, it should have been a blowout. Um, but I think that's what's frustrating is it feels like you've been in your own way these last two weeks. You got away with it against Houston, won the, that game, but it didn't feel like you just got beat by a a better ranked team in NC State. They were a good team. They were solid in what they did, but it felt like you never gave yourself a chance because Texas Tech was beating Texas Tech a lot uh, in that game. So we'll turn the page. We'll get to a couple more questions here at the end um, from the audience. But turning the page, looking towards a obviously massive game against Texas this weekend, what's your take on the Longhorns? It's a team that obviously played Alabama Two within a point, almost had a major upset two weeks ago, flirted with some danger against UTSA this past weekend, but ultimately stretched it out and and made it an 18-point win. What's your take on what we should expect from the Longhorns this weekend? Well, a lot of B. John Robinson. You know, um, I, I think he's the best back in the country. I think he had three rushing touchdowns against UTSA. He's the best player on the field. Really, in most every game, he's gonna gonna be be in, uh, with the exception of maybe when he was playing Alabama. Yeah, uh, you know they have a guy named Will Smith over there on that defensive line. But yeah, I mean that that's you're gonna get a heavy dose of you know. And I hey, look, Hudson Card, he threw for I think career day last year against you, maybe five or six touchdown passes. And so what I'm gonna say to you here may sound like lunacy. But the game needs to be put in his hands. You know, you, you need to, you need to make him, make him try to beat you and, and focus on, on Bijan Robinson and, and trying to take that away. But again, he's so good that he's going to get, he's going to get his. But I, I just think big picture though, look, now you're in conference play. Now these games take on a bit of a different meaning. And, you know, the elephant in the room here is that. This is a program that this may be the last time you see these guys here in town. That's, that's very real. I don't know what, what comes after this season. Uh, I think there's been talk of an extended scheduling agreement uh, after, Mm -hmm. after they are no longer in the conference talking about Texas. And that's, that's being played at a, at a political level uh, with, with, yeah, with, with high, Ranking folks within your school and and donor base and all that, and then uh, Governor Abbott. But uh, the the harsh reality is this could in fact be the last time that Texas plays here for a long time, if ever. I don't know, and I think that it's a fun opportunity. And I think if we're sitting here 
uh, a couple of days after next Saturday and you, you figured out a way to get it done, you're going to feel a lot better about life. But um, it, it's, uh, I, I know this, jo- Joey won't have a hard time getting his kids' attention this week, you know, trying to get them to sure. bounce back and, and all that. And, and, you know, and I think, you know, I was talking to Kenny Perry, you know, on the way home from, from that trip. And he just said, he goes, man, we got to learn to play in environments like that. You know, that that's part of the process and the learning because you think playing at Kansas State is going to be easy or playing at Oklahoma State is going to be easy. No. I mean, it's going to be hostile and juiced up and probably takes on a bit of a, a different meaning because it's a conference game. And so hopefully you glean some experience from from what your trip to Raleigh gave you and, and, and the mistakes and all that. And I'll let everybody decide who they want to play quarterback and all that stuff. But I don't expect a change. Uh, I think they'll continue to try to figure out ways to get Barron in the game some and get him some some series or reps and things like that, get him in on some kind of gadget plays type stuff. Uh, but I think this is Donovan's show for a while um, until Tyler comes back and then you, you maybe you have a decision to make. I don't know, but we're still probably a month to two months away from that even being a conversation. Uh, another well, I guess that covers most of the Longhorns, so get to a few questions and, and wrap it up level. One question says, what do you – or what, what's your outlook on the Big 12? Where does Texas Tech uh, stand in the pecking order after the first three weeks of, of play? Well, it, it's uh... – I think we're still trying to figure out the league right now. I think, I think Oklahoma is a handful. I think Baylor is a handful. I think Oklahoma State is a handful. I think we're still trying to figure out who Texas is. I think after this weekend, we're still trying to figure out who Kansas State is because I thought they were, you know, and maybe we'll look up and that loss to Tulane at home by a Kansas State team that thought that, that a lot of people thought, okay, they, they can, they can go win the league. You know, and then they lose a home game to to Willie Fritch and, and Tulane. That ought to get everybody's attention. Sure. And but I still think that Kansas State's going to be good. We're still trying to figure out maybe Tech and the Iowa States and you know. So, but I, I think you're just middle of the pack. But I think that middle of the pack is jumbled up because you know what? Coming into this weekend, choice. Yeah, I told you this in the broadcast booth before the game started. Before I started having some uh, some mic troubles. Um, uh, <laughs> what are you trying to say, level? <laughs> uh, it's just jokes. No. Um, but you heard me talk about this. If you go look at the numbers prior to this weekend, mm-hmm. you could have made the argument that other than Spencer Sanders, that Donovan Smith had been the best quarterback in the Big 12 statistically and having a signature win under his belt on his resume at the time. Yeah. Not not that he was the second best, but I'm saying he belonged in that that conversation. Now after after this past weekend, probably can't say that. Right. Uh, right. Jalen Daniels of Kansas has certainly emerged. Dylan Ooh. Gabriel of Oklahoma ha- has emerged. Blake Shapin, I think, played pretty well, although they haven't beaten anybody of, of, of substance yet. So it's just funny how this and so my point of bringing all that up is this league race and where Texas Tech goes or or how we peg them ultimately is going to be decided by that position and that position at, at every other school. Because I think – go look up uh, Adrian Martinez's uh, numbers from yesterday mm. for Kansas State and see in how – so th- th- that position is going to be somewhat inconsistent at a lot yeah. of these schools. 
And I think that's going to kind of cause for some heartache and some frustration and some wild, wild excitement on some Saturdays, depending on how good your guy is playing or how consistent he, he is. So, um, because there's not a lot of sure things in this league from a quarterback standpoint. And heck, Spencer Sanders is clearly the best one in my opinion. And he was the preseason Big 12 player of the year, but we've, we've seen him major and throwing it to the other team a lot of the times. Maybe he's past that because guess what? He's older. I feel like he's been there for a decade now, you know? So. Yeah. No, and there's, I've seen some, I mean, it's fanatical. It's college football fans. It's part of what makes it great. I've seen a lot of overreaction to a game where Texas Tech loses by 13 when you're 10 point dogs at the number 16 team in the country. But you could feel a lot worse. Like you mentioned, K State sitting there losing a home game to Tulane. So it, it's all, the lens you you view it through, but and, you know, and I, my guess is Kansas State will learn a lot from their loss. Sure, this this happens to them often. It does, and they get on a roll as the season goes along. You you just hope that you you do the same thing that that you, you learn from a loss and you you're better for it, and that you learn from it and you glean um, some things from it and and just continue to improve because. We've still got it all in front of us as far as the whole season goes. Yeah. I mean, you haven't played a conference game yet. And so you got nine of those. And so it's still football season hasn't even started yet. Yeah. So I'm just not ready to make any sort of broad brush statements yet about your team or your program or a player or anything like that. And I I will say this, too, before we wrap this thing up. Yeah is I appreciate how even keel Joey is because he was the same guy last night after a loss as he was after a win You're right. the week prior. And I respect the heck out of that because it's hard to do. It's real easy to ride high and then real easy to get mad and fr- get frustrated and get, get, you know, ir- irritable, irritable at, at everything. But he's the, he was the same dude. Mm-hmm. And, and he's not, he, he hadn't lost many football games, especially as a head coach. Wow. Uh, the high school level. So, um, you know, but, uh, yeah, f- it should be a fun week around here, man, with, with the horns coming to town for a two thirty kick. I believe it's going to be on ESPN. And again, it may be the last time that, uh, these longhorns are, are in town. Yeah. Uh, squeeze two quick ones in, um, before we wrap up the, someone's asking about Kevin asked from Facebook, the clock management. Why didn't Joey use the timeouts a little earlier? To, to try to give Tech a little more time on offense? Well, I, I, I think uh, they, they started – I mean, as far as, like, going forward on fourth down much earlier in the in the quarter, I think that he was pretty clear to me after the game that they're going to continue to be aggressive. I think he mm-hmm. looked at they, – they, they had some analytics factoring in there. They're trying to figure out time left and how many possessions they would get left, and they were like, we're going to – we're going to be aggressive and we're going to, we're going to kind of put our foot on the gas here, you know, and, and then at the end of the game, he's still, he's using all those timeouts much to the chagrin of the Wolfpack crowd trying to squeeze as many reps and chances as he can at it. Um, there, there's a, there's many decisions within a football game. I think we're learning a lot about how Joey manages a game or what they want to do. I was beyond curious that they went for it on fourth and fairly long on their own 38-yard line maybe, as early as they did. 
But if it's well-reasoned, which he felt it was, then I can't, if, if this is how they're going to be, this is how they're going to be. Um, and, you know, could you have used some of those timeouts then? Sure. And, and, and the reason, that, the reason that, that people ask these questions is, is because it didn't work. <laughs> if it, yeah. it would have worked, if you, if you convert some of those uh, early fourth downs or you, or you make a, a comeback or whatever, and you, you would have used some timeouts. It's like, man, this guy's he's hitting every, but there's just not a coach out there that's going to bat a thousand on all their decisions or the way it's all going right. to work. You just have to go with what you believe in. And if it's well reasoned and that, that's what you do. It's like in Dana Holgerson's mind, taking the ball in overtime first is the right play because that's what he believes in. And if you're going to do believes. it and you're going to ride it, then, then do it. And, all and yeah. it, sometimes it works like it did for them in the first week and it didn't in the second week. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I, again, I think we're just still learning how Joey and staff manage a game and manage the, the clock and all yeah. those different things. All right. Last one level. This one is from Corey level. Is there a game left on the schedule that you want to win more than the Longhorns game this weekend, or is this the apex? Okay, hold on. Is there – say it again. Is there, so is there a game left on the schedule for Tech that you want more than this one against the Longhorns, or is this one the one you want since it's the final one? I mean, I, I would I would put this game – way up there just because it may be the last time you get them in your home stadium. And I don't want to try to place more importance on it than any others. I don't even know if they're the conference favorite or even close to it. Yeah, I just know you've had some great games against them. You, you haven't beat them very much. And so this is just me talking, but yeah, I mean, it, it, this is, this one is a bit different than some of the others. And there's just no team that's more fun to beat than Texas, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. You're that, right. That because of everything that they are, that they stand for, or that they're not, however you want to phrase that, uh, I, I think there there's nobody that's more fun to beat than these guys. So, yeah, you're damn right. It it, it may be be a little bit more important or or put a little more emphasis on this one. And that's why it sucks so bad when you have them on the hook and almost beat them a couple of years ago here in Lubbock and don't get it done. Yeah, you know, because you can't get it back. You know, and, and 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 those kinds of things. So. Joey can't really say that. Anybody up there sure. that's coaching or playing can't really say that, but I can. Of course you can. Level? Yeah. Well, your name's on the podcast. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> I guess so. I don't uh, yeah. Hey, Within reason. Enjoyed it, man. We'll uh we'll do it again next week, hopefully after beating the Longhorns. No doubt. Woodman, appreciate it. And uh, thanks for spending some time with me and we'll uh, we'll do it again next week. Absolutely. That's Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. You've been tuned in to the Ask Level podcast powered by double t 97.3 y'all have a great week and hate on some longhorns you've been listening to the ask level podcast powered by double t 97.3 for more from lubbock sports station go to double t 97.3.com